Hey everybody, it's Rob Peters, and if you know me, you know that I have been doing bubble parties for about 14 years right now, and Mike Weeder's joining me from New Jersey, and Mike started two years ago, right, Mike? Correct. And since that time, I have watched you take what I've taught you as a bubble parties provider and take it to another level. Tell us about the success you've been having. When I met you in uh, Las Vegas last year, and you spoke to me about bubble parties, I was very skeptical. As a DJ, I've been doing this, I'm going into my 38th year, and I had no interest in dealing with preschools and children from two and a half to eight. After speaking with you and sitting through your seminar and talking to Raymar, I decided to give it a shot. Last year, our first year, we did 20 bubble parties. This year, uh, we were able to jump up to over 80 as of now. Get our free special report today where you can learn more about how this can be a great part of your DJ business. Go to bubbleparties.com, select the Become a Provider page, and get our free special report today. Hey, everybody. As you know, RPE, we do a lot of bar nights. And you know, I use speed quizzing smartphone trivia from my bar trivia nights because it is the future of bar trivia that features a friendly app that your customers are going to download. You play the hosted game and they get to submit their answers electronically. Not only have I used it for my bar nights, but I've found ways to incorporate it into other events I do, including corporate events and holiday parties. Speed quizzing events are great because there are no pens, no paper, and no cheating. Find out more about speed quizzing today at speedquizzing.com. Welcome to the Mobile DJ Business Podcast with Rob Peters. That's right, Rob Peters is back doing a podcast, but this time it's about bringing in guests and sharing experiences and information to help you create a better DJ business for you, your clients, and your community. And now here's your host, the man who's never strapped anything to the hood of his car, Rob Peters. Joining me today, just a couple of minutes away, we're going to talk to Raymar. The guy with one name, Raymar. He's going to talk about his industry experience, transitions, and stuff he's been up to and lessons he's learned along the way. Lots going on this week. We got big news about Mobile Beat Las Vegas being sold. Big news there. And of course, we're going to be at Mobile Beat Las Vegas, Keith Allen and myself. We're going to be doing our open forum on Monday. And of course, the Weekday Wealth Institute during the week. You want to catch that. Also, they've got another thing going on this week, and uh, it's actually happening down in Raymar's neck of the woods, so we may as well bring him in right now. To Raymar, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rob. Great to be with you. Oh, I'm glad to have you with me. And, you know, I'm, I'm talking here before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, and you've got the DJ Collective going on down in your market. Do you know anything about that? Uh, as a matter of fact, I just heard about it. Uh, I got a, a message from my good friend David Hanscom, and he said to me, he was in uh, my neck of the woods in Scottsdale, Arizona. I said, well, what are you doing here? And he mentioned to me, uh, Joe Bunn, uh, I guess, has a group of DJs, I guess, uh, about 100 DJs out here. And they're doing, uh, <coughs> excuse me, some type of training. And and uh, that's about it. That uh, I spoke to him yesterday. And uh, so they'll be here until Thursday, enjoying our beautiful 85-degree weather here arizona right now <laughs> 85 degrees there it's a dry heat we joke about that a lot raymar but yeah, yeah dj collective another um 
Another educational opportunity, there seems to be a lot of that popping up these days. You are in Goodyear, Arizona, correct, my friend? That is correct. All right. And you've been in this industry for how long? This year is my 45th anniversary this year. Your 45th anniversary. What was that first gig? Where was my first gig? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Uh, 1974. Um, I, well, actually, I started uh, announcing basketball, and then I got into uh, the DJ business when I got into the college radio station at Cerritos College, Norwalk, California. And then I did, uh, I did a house party. That, that was my very first gig, doing a house party. Nice. So two turntables and a microphone back then, right? Back then, yeah. It, uh, as a matter of fact, <clears throat> that people joked about it when, uh, when I had my 50th birthday. They said that I had been doing this so long that I did Thomas Edison's daughter's wedding. <laughs> well, you can definitely say you made a splash at my 50th. Uh, if, if you, I didn't tell this story on the podcast yet, but my 50th was in October and the surprise of a lifetime wasn't just the fact that Kim threw me a party. It was the fact that in the middle of this party, there was a phone call that my crew patched in through the sound system from you. I didn't think you were coming because I talked to you two days prior and you're like, yeah, I'm working all weekend. Sure enough. He starts playing the song that you had sent along, and you come down the stairs in the middle of my event. It was probably by far one of the biggest surprises I've ever had in 50 years. <laughs> I was fun doing it, though. It, 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 it took a lot of uh, work uh, planning it uh, with, with uh, your fiance Kim, and, and Danny Kay. And, but, uh, and then, of course, trying to get out there, make sure that I, I got out there, and I was on... Uh, maybe about two and a half hours sleep, you know, because I had just finished doing the Navy ball the night before and then uh, got done at 11 o'clock at night and then took a, a one o'clock AM red eye flight to North Carolina, then had a two hour layover and then flew into Boston, uh, slept an hour and a half at your house while Kim get, left me the key and, and you were out <laughs> camping. And then uh, I showed up to the, to the party and it was a lot of fun doing it. And getting Folks, you this is a guy who will give you the shirt off of his back. And uh, no, it's been incredible. So you've been in the game 45 years. You've done just about every kind of event there is out there that's existed in 45 years. Is that pretty yeah. accurate? Oh, yeah. Written a couple of books along the way too, right? Uh, yep. Uh, written uh, two books, uh, Performance Beyond Expectation, and then Music from My Heart, Orchestrating Your Business and Your Life. Uh, those uh, are, are good books. And then I had two family books, uh, a mother's love for her children and a father's love for his children, two workbooks that uh, to leave behind for your kids, leaving your legacy behind for your children, you know, because uh, a lot of people, they're so wrapped up in social media, but they don't know anything about their families. They're always just wrapped up in social media. And so these are two workbooks that uh, to help you get to know about your parents and uh, you know, from the time that they were born, where they went to school, if they were in military service, uh, if, if, you know, who who were uh, the people who were instrumental in in their lives, and and uh, you know, and you know, help raising you to be the person that you are today, and and uh, you know, it just leaves a legacy behind, and uh, something that you can find out more about your parents because most people don't know about their parents. You know, I mean, I uh, my my parents have been wonderful raising us, but uh, 
I really didn't know because I'm from a generation that, you know, we were uh, to be seen and not heard. And uh, it turns out that I really didn't know a lot about like my mom. I knew she was like a secretary, but I really didn't know <laughs> the jobs that she worked and, you know, the details of, of the work that she put in and found out a lot about my mom, you know, so about the, the work uh, that she did and same with my father. So uh, it, it's something that just to pass along to, you know, keep families together. Nice. I didn't know about the second book, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so actually, that, that's four. They're, so my first two books, and then and then uh, the first one was the performance beyond expectation. Uh, that book was written uh, right after my I had a, my uh, uh, granddaughter Mackenzie Rose. Uh, uh, she was two weeks old, and she passed away. And uh, when she was on her deathbed, she was hanging on to my my finger and, and, and her eyes were wide open and she communicated to me that she was in a lot of pain. And I thought, Oh my gosh, if, if a child who was only two weeks old, um, you know, could communicate through her eyes, but she couldn't speak a word. Why is it that, you know, DJs uh, who are in the industry or people who are, uh, at odds with each other at work, uh, you know, why can't they talk and communicate? And, and so, uh, she taught me a big lesson and I, that was my f- inspiration for writing a book on communicating. And because, you know, the, so many DJs out there have um, huge egos and, or they don't no, want to share. Not in this they, industry. No, not in this industry, of course not, you know, and they don't want to share secrets because they think they've got the market on it all and they know it all. And, and, and so, um, you know, I finally realized that, uh, through that, believe it or not, uh, through my my grand my granddaughter, uh, her passing, that communication is very very important, and and that uh, you know if if let's say a a couple is contemplating divorce or two two uh, countries contemplating war, as long as there's dialogue, there's hope, and and so I that's been my message all these years that going to these DJ shows, just trying to communicate with other DJs to say, Hey, uh, take the word, um, competitor out of your, um, out of your vocabulary, replace that with colleague. And regardless of how many years of experience or, or lack of years of experience you have that levels the playing field. And now we all become equal in this industry, you know, just because I have 45 years in this business and, you know, somebody may only have five or 10 years doesn't make me better than they are. You know, we can all learn. And that's, that's my hope that uh, we can all teach each other and learn from each other. You know, so, That's uh, one of the great things about you. I remember the first time we actually sat down for a dialogue was in Florida in Orlando, after yeah. a mobile beat show. And we sat down at the bar outside the convention center where the event was at. And we had probably about a two-hour conversation. And since then, you've become one of my best friends. But I've watched you outside of our friendship. Just You were probably by far one of a very few number of people in the industry that is that accessible. I can probably name two or three other people off the top of my head besides you who are that accessible and willing to extend a hand or offer advice, or be there to listen. And I think it speaks volumes to who you are, first of all. But I think 
we need more of that in the industry so much. And I'm on board with you with that when it comes to competitor and being afraid of, of I'm not going to share this with anybody else because this is mine. Well, I, you know, I, Rob, I, it, 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 you know, thank you. For, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very humbled by that, but, but, you know, you too have equally done the same. I mean, you know, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this, but you know, in, in regards to, the business that you've done, not only DJing, but with the bubble parties. And, and you had talked to me for two or three years about, you know, doing bubble parties. And, and, and I said, no, I don't want to be a glorified babysitter. And you, you kept telling me, no, trust me, this is really something good. You could make some good money. And I really didn't want to do it. And, and you convinced me and, oh my God, I've been making some tremendous money, weekday money, uh, you know, during the week. And, and oh my gosh! It, if it wasn't for you extending your friendship and and your your caring for me, looking out for me as well, uh, I wouldn't be you know doing as good as I have. So it it, it it's reciprocal. And and again, in any relationship that you have, uh, whether it's a personal relationship, a family relationship, or or a professional relationship, um, I really believe that everything is reciprocal. If you give to people. 100% without any expectations at all in return, you know what, those people are going to automatically give back to you, you know, and, and I just, I just believe in just being a servant, you know, I, I think that, yes, we're in the entertainment industry, but we're also in the service industry, and we're here to serve other people, not them serve us. But if you, if you learn how to serve, I think that's going to make you a lot better person uh, not just a better entertainer, but a better person, a, bes- a better business person, you know, and, and servitude is something that lacks in our world today. And I think that if people would just not be so selfish, you know, and, and try to help somebody out because you don't know what they're going through in, in their day. You know, uh, I've had a lot of, uh, you know, uh, things happened to me on a personal level, tragedies. And, uh, you know, I lost my granddaughter at two weeks old. I lost my son three years ago to suicide. And, uh, but yet when you give to the people, oh my God, does it come back? I remember when my son passed, I received over 500 plus messages from around the world, from people in our industry that, that I've met, even if I've met them for just a minute or, or in the hallway you know, just to say hi. And they said, oh, well, I remember meeting you. And, you know, I think one of the greatest ones was across the pond uh, in, in England. Uh, I had somebody that, uh, that met me and said, I only met you in the hallway for three minutes. And, and Raymar, you know, well, we're so sorry about your loss. And, and if, um, if I could come across the pond right now and just wrap my arms around you and give you a hug, I would do it right now. And that goes to show what giving to people does. And I, I was just extremely humbled by that. Very, very humbled by that. So let's shift gears a little bit because we're going to let you serve a little bit. We're going to let you serve up some of that knowledge you have and the stuff you've probably accrued through the School of Hard Knocks because I'm sure when you get started 45 years ago, there wasn't a mobile beat. There were no conventions. There was uh, probably not even a DJ association back then. No. And, uh, you know, now we've got these really cool We've got conventions, we've got all this online stuff, we've got podcasts like mine, 
So we're going to serve up some stuff. We're going to pick your brain a little bit. I hope you're ready. Sure. All right. Um, first question I had for you. Most, I, I guess, what's the best lesson you've learned in your DJ career? The best lesson I learned, believe it or not, was, um, that's a great question. Um, I wanted to start out as, as a uh, professional broadcaster, you know, doing baseball, announcing baseball um, and basketball and my, or a sports broadcaster. And my two biggest uh, idols and influences in the industry were uh, Vin Scully, broadcaster for the Dodgers, and, and Chick Hearn, who was the Lakers broadcaster. Both are Hall of Fame uh, announcers in their respective fields of Major League Baseball and then, and then the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. And when I was in college, I had the opportunity. I was working at a college radio station, and I was a sports director at, at the radio station, uh, KCEB Radio. And I had the privilege of int or not only uh, uh, meeting, but interviewing both Chick Hearn and Vin Scully. And those interviews were about a year apart. And I asked them, what advice could they give an up and coming broadcaster? Because that was the field I wanted to go into. But the lesson that they taught me and that the one that I learned was that they both told me pretty much the same thing. One always be prepared and do your homework. Secondly was to um, have your own style. Don't try to emulate anybody else. Just be you, you know, but the biggest one was doing your homework. And, and, you know, it, it's funny because that lesson almost bit me, you know, in the butt many years later, uh, I remembered doing a wedding at Knott's Berry Farm in Southern California. And I had booked the wedding like a year and a half out. Well, the bride and groom, when we had our first consultation, told me that uh, the bride's mother and father had divorced and that, you know, we would have to introduce them separately. So I had a mental note of that. Well, fast forward to the day of the wedding a year and a half later. Um, I met with the, I set up my equipment, then went outside to meet with them where they were taking their photos. I saw the wedding party, saw the bride and groom, let them know everything was great, but nobody said anything to me. And what happened was I introduced the whole wedding party into the room. And then I went to introduce the parents and I was going to introduce obviously the mother and father separately of the bride because of the divorce. But what they did not tell me, and again, not doing my homework in advance, was that they, um, I found out that the bride's mother got murdered three days before the wedding. Ooh. And nobody told me that. And, you know, then I, I go to introduce the mom. I said, well, let me introduce the mother, Mrs. Rodriguez. And everybody's looking at me like, what are you doing? You know, are you a flaming idiot? You know, just mm -hmm. you crazy. And, and, and people are giving me the ixnay cut, stop, you know, stop what you're doing. And, and it turns out that, um, I said, what the heck is going on? And, and they, that's when they told me at that moment she got murdered and then they proceeded to do the wedding. Or, you know, they buried her the night before. 
And then they had the wedding because all the invitations were out and people were coming up from all over the country and from Mexico and stuff. And, and so they just went on with the wedding, but I didn't do my homework. So that let that lesson taught me that before I do any introductions at, at any event that I'm doing, I talk to the coordinator, I talk to the bride and groom, whoever I have, whoever's in charge. And I make sure that I dot every I and cross every T and make sure, you know, the, the, let's say the bridesmaids, uh, they, one of the bridesmaids may have gotten married during that time of the wedding. And, uh, you know, during, and she didn't, you know, she changed her, uh, her maiden name to her married name, you know? So, uh, you know, you've got to get all that information. You have to be prepared so you don't look crazy or stupid. <laughs> Point well taken. Yeah. My next question for you, you've been in the industry for a long time and there's a lot of people who look up to you and who well, they're shorter than you, but that's another point entirely. Um, who do you, I, I guess the word I want to use here is who in the industry right now has your attention? Who's somebody that you're looking at, uh, maybe admire? Uh, I, I guess the better way to put it is, is there somebody in the industry that you feel really has it all together and is somebody that you would race to, to go sit down and listen to speak? Um, you know, one of the guys, believe it or not, he's somewhat of a up and coming DJ, even though he's been around a few years. I mean, he doesn't have the experience that I have. Um, but one young man that I really admire and respect, his name is Artem, uh, uh Artem, uh, Lombard from, from New Jersey. And, uh, you know, he dresses the part, he he handles himself very well. He's very well spoken. Um, he's very classy and professional. Uh, another guy, obviously, that I think uh, uh, that I, I admire is is Marcello Petalino. Uh, you know, he's he's done outstanding work. Um, I actually ad ad admire uh, you know. You, Rob, you know, and, and this, I know that wasn't a self-serving question, but um, I, I, I admire, you know, uh, your friendship. You've done a lot. You've, you've sold, you know, so many people on doing business and, and uh, different ways to, to make money. And, and you're very well respected in the industry. And, and so uh, I'm, I'm very flattered to be included in that company that you mentioned. They are definitely, Artem is, is by far really setting standards right now that haven't been set before. And Marcello, uh, my goodness, I, what hasn't the guy done? I mean, two-time entertainer of the year, and now he's doing book tours, and he's, he's really got that work-life balance thing happening and, and together, which is really unique. So uh, uh, thank you for including me that. I'll send you a, a residual check on that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing transitions now. We've talked off-air, and um, you know, your career path is changing. Let's talk a little bit about that. You're going and doing some different stuff now, not just DJ wise, but you're doing, uh, you're, you're kind of changing paths a little bit. Share some of that with our audience. Well, um, <laughs> you know, as I mentioned earlier, briefly that, uh, uh, you know, three years ago, three and a half years ago, I lost my son, uh, unfortunately to suicide. Um, and you know, after, 
you know, 40 plus years in this industry of giving my life, like everybody, every other DJ uh, in this business, that we're giving our life to other families to make their days wonderful. Um, we actually give up a lot of, of our time to our families and our, our time. And, and, you know, you, you miss out on a lot of things, you know, little league baseball games, you miss plays, you, you know, you, you miss recitals, you know, all those things with your family. Sometimes you miss an anniversary or, or birthday of your spouse or fiance or, or loved one and, and, uh, you know, family gatherings. And, and, uh, you know, once my son was gone, I, I, finally realized that, you know, um, there's something a little bit more important here that I need to take care of. And, and that's my family. Um, but prior to my son's passing, um, you afforded me that, that, um, opportunity, uh, in regards to, uh, doing bubble parties. And, and that was the, uh, one of the things I, I, I was doing it, that I I've been doing and, and have really mastered it um you know to the point that uh i'm making really good money during the week particularly in the summertime out here in arizona with the bubble parties um but i've been officiating weddings uh you know i i, I started that i became an ordained minister 10 years ago um and uh i really really enjoy that and and it still has me in the wedding business but without um spending 12, 14 hours a day, you know, but I can still, I still have the passion of, you know, doing, you know, I'm, 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 I'm reading a, a, uh, a ceremony, but yet I still put the fashion, the passion and the feeling into it just as if I was DJing, you know, I, I do use humor and, and, uh, but yet there's a message there about marriage and, and the institution of marriage. And yet, I'm there talking not just to the bride and groom, I'm talking to the people who are there attending the wedding. And, uh, you know, it's been quite a, a, a great ride with this and, and I'm absolutely loving it. And, you know, getting a chance to talk to couples about marriage and how important it is. And, you know, because sometimes you talk to people and, and uh, they'll say, well, if it doesn't work, then we'll just get a divorce. I'm going, then why are you here? you know, why are you wasting your time and my time, you know, but, um, you know, I, I let them know that, you know, they have to put into the marriage, you know, they've invested a lot into their marriage and, and if they do marriage is grand when it's not, it's a hundred grand, you know, so, <laughs> Ain't you that know? The truth. yeah, I've been there, done that, you know? So, um, you know, the, the thing is that I, I'm, I'm doing that. I do a lot of, uh, uh, 55 and over communities, which I'm having a good time. Um, you know, I'm anything that I, the bubble parties is, 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 um, it's a, a fun, fun thing. I, I'm loving it. Mm -hmm. Um, I still have the passion for that. You know, that, uh, you know, and the thing is the reason I, I decided also to get out of weddings is because these millennials are driving me crazy. Uh, they don't return phone calls. They don't return emails. They don't return, uh, texts. And I know Alan Berg and, you know, Zig Ziglar, a lot of these people have said, well, you know, you've got to, you know, reach out to the client six, seven times, you know, and I'm at the age right now that, you know, I don't have time for this. I, you know, I may be losing business, but I'm not, I'm old school. I, I'm not going to go chasing people, you know, either they want me or they don't, you know, if, if, uh, 
you know, they got to have the courtesy, common courtesy, just to pick up the phone and just say, hey, you know what? We decide to go another route. But um, if they're not going to, to give me that courtesy, then, you know, I really don't want to do their event. You know, I, and that's why I, you know, weddings, I'm slowly transitioning into that and doing these other things, you know, 55 and over communities, like I said, the bubble parties. I'm having a lot more fun that way, a lot more fun. And if I can do those during the week, um, you know, I'm, yeah, I, 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 I'm doing like the bubble parties are like one hour or two hour events, you know, during the week. If I do four or five of those during the week, I freak up my weekends. Now I got my time with my family again. And you can't put a price tag on, on the family time. No, exactly. And that's the thing. I think when you get to a certain point, uh, we were talking about this with our guest last week. We were talking about how in the beginning, it's about you're trying to establish yourself. So you're taking as much work as you can, because in some cases you're depending on it. And you eventually reach a point where you can begin to be a little more selective on what you're going to do. And it sounds to me like you're making those transitions and uh, doing very well with it, my friend. So uh, kudos yeah. to you for making it all work for you and, and your situation. And uh, where can people find you if they want to copy your book or they want to reach out to you? What's the best way for them to get well, help with you? They, they can go to my website at raymarproductions.com, R-A-Y-M-A-R productions.com. Or they can always call me on my uh, office phone here in, in Goodyear, Arizona at 623-386-8891. And uh, I'm always happy to help. That's, that's for darn sure. Well, make sure you go to your uh, uh, RaymarProductions.com because as I was looking up for I was looking up some information for you earlier today. And I went to djraymar.com, and that's in Chinese. <laughs> I don't know if you own that or not, but it's in Chinese. No, you know, I, the, uh, what happened was that I, I had it switched over to raymarproductions.com, you know. And, uh, nice. A couple of years ago, you know. So, but, Awesome. Uh, well, Raymar, thanks for being on the show today, my friend. I'm so glad you get to share your story and some experiences. And we had a couple of laughs along the way. Folks, the show is brought to you by Speed Quizzing Smartphone Trivia. You can get more business for your trivia business with Speed Quizzing Smartphone Trivia. Why? It's really simple. No pens, no paper, no running through the bar, and no cheating. Check it out at speedquizzing.com. It's activation-based, and it's a free download. You can also check out, as Raymar said, the Bubble Parties Business Program. You can learn more about that at bubbleparties.com. And don't forget, folks, Mobile Beat Las Vegas next March the 16th through the 19th. Join me, Keith Allen, Joe Bunn, Mike Walter, and a whole host of other people at Mobile Beat Las Vegas 24. Get your tickets now at MobileBeatLasVegas.com. Folks, thanks for listening this week. We'll see you next week right here on the Mobile DJ Business Podcast. Thanks for having me, Rob. You've been listening to the Mobile DJ Business Podcast. Give us your ideas for future guests, questions, or topics, or just stay informed about upcoming episodes on our Facebook page or visit www.mobiledjpodcast.biz. The Mobile DJ Business Podcast is a production of Ron Peters Entertainment, all rights reserved.